when someone says they've been suffering from binge eating for decades, one of the most common things I want to know is, in all those years, what have you learned about your binge eating? Has it helped you identify some triggers or reasons that you binge eat? After all, you probably have a lot of data to look back on at this point. I mean, decades of it. Many times, this leads to a discussion about the uncomfortable feelings which typically precede a binge. The regret over making a parenting mistake, or the shame of not being able to fit into a dress, or the powerless feeling of being stuck working for a creep every day. But that's not always what a person is experiencing. Sometimes, the behavior of compulsive eating seems to have become detached from clear emotional triggers and occurs at more or less the same time of day, day after day. And this is important regardless of how the day went. I want to talk about this sort of atypical binge pattern today because it's not terribly rare, and for people having this experience, it can be very frustrating to hear the common guidance, which is pay more attention to your emotions and triggers. But we can beat this, we will beat this, we just have to take a different angle of attack. This is the Breaking Up with Binge Eating podcast, where every listen moves you one step closer to complete food freedom. Hosted by me, Georgie Fear, and my co-coach, Mary Claire Brescia. I sat at my kitchen table, drinking my coffee, and read an email from Helen. Helen writes, I am 46 years old. I have been binge eating for over 30 years. I am smart and hardworking and have a good job and I'm not overweight, but I'm tired. I am so, so tired of this monster. I listen to your podcast and have made many changes, which I'm very grateful for, but I have not stopped binge eating. It's pretty much a daily routine with only a day off every once in a while. As I said in the intro, 30 years of binge eating is a lot of experience. So I wrote back asking her if she could share any insights into her triggers or reasons for binge eating. And here's what she wrote. Hey, Georgie, I'm so happy and a bit shocked that you replied personally. I always smile when people say that, like, I'm kind of famous. Yeah, I'm a normal person and I definitely answer my own emails. <laughs> Helen continued. Anyway, I was not quite sure what to expect. I remember starting to binge eat, but I'm not sure exactly why. I remember being very body conscious. Over the years, I have fallen into all the traps you talk about in the podcast around dieting. And I know there's a psychological component too. I struggle with anxiety, less now than in my 20s and 30s. I certainly binged for a very, very long time just to numb myself out after a long, hard day or to quiet, terrifying thoughts. But now... It just seems that no matter what progress I make in understanding triggers or in dealing more healthily with my anxiety or body image, I can't stop the binging. I just go back to it night after night after night, and it makes me deeply sad. My best answer nowadays is that eating dinner is a trigger. I used to binge much earlier in the day, and that was really awful because then the binge went on for many more hours. But now I do not usually binge until dinner. I eat a healthy meal. I love a glass of wine with dinner too. But then I can't stop. I just keep going. First another serving, then a second glass of wine, then more servings. Eventually I just decide I will have to try tomorrow. 
that's when it gets very bad. Then I stop eating healthy food altogether. Sometimes I eat and drink so much that I get really ill. I've never told this to anyone. Isn't that crazy? Not my childhood best friend, or my dear siblings, my mother, my son, my ex-husband, or my current boyfriend. No one knows, or would even guess. Most people would say, I don't eat very much. And I know rationally that I'm in control, but it really doesn't feel that way. The first thing that I wrote back to Helen was that keeping her eating difficulty a secret does not make her crazy at all. Sometimes things are hard to share, so we just decide to keep them to ourselves because it feels the safest. I told her that maybe a time will feel right in the future to tell somebody else, but there's no urgency. You can have your privacy, but you can also find that having support from other people is something that helps you feel stronger than you are on your own. I want to remind everyone listening that millions of people suffer from binge eating disorder. In a room with 100 people, at least five people in it. It's a treatable, well-studied condition. And no, crazy is not among the contributing factors. It sounds like binge eating has certainly become a habit for Helen at this point. So possibly it's not triggered by emotions in the moment, but it's the thing she expects to do at that time of day. It may have started as a response to intense, distressing emotions, numbing them, as she said. But then over time, it just became a habit loop. I also pointed out that she mentioned other people would say she doesn't eat very much. And not eating much between binges is common for people who binge daily. Partially because a person's appetite becomes dysregulated, and partially out of feeling guilty emotionally over binges, they typically don't eat much during their other waking hours. And unfortunately, this perpetuates the cycle. I reminded Helen how important it is to eat a satisfying breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and that trying to create a calorie deficit is counterproductive to trying to break the binge eating habit. I always recommend work on recovering from binge eating first. Tackle weight loss if desired at another time. Now, the next piece I think is going to be really crucial for Helen. The way she's currently deciding to, quote, try again tomorrow is only leading her to abandon herself in the current moment. I wrote back to her. I think it could also change things to not keep putting the pressure on yourself to do something tomorrow. It would definitely be a challenge, but possibly a really helpful one to push back against those thoughts that come up about what you'll do tomorrow. Push back against the thoughts that you'll eat less or try harder or do better. I would suggest you just refuse to plan or commit to anything tomorrow. You might say to yourself, tomorrow, I will figure out tomorrow. But right now, I'm only thinking about tonight. And if you have to say that a hundred times, say it to yourself a hundred times. No thinking about tomorrow. Stay in the present moment. Here's why I say that. If we tell ourselves we'll try harder or do better tomorrow, it has a negative impact in two ways. One, it makes us feel more free or liberated to do badly tonight. Like, we'll make up for it so it's okay. This is called moral licensing, and it's a way we give ourselves permission to do something that doesn't match our values or our better knowledge. Two, this creates dread about tomorrow. Oh, the pressure! 
tomorrow might be awful. I might never get this tasty chocolate again. Better eat it all now, because it's going away. Impending scarcity equals panic eating. I mean, just like panic buying. People think there's not going to be toilet paper tomorrow. They go out and buy all of it now. I offered Helen these two ideas to consider. Both the suggestion to eat more regularly during the day, as well as changing her stance on trying again tomorrow. I was really hoping that she would be game for just putting her foot down on the no tomorrows thing. And I said, let me know if you want to try either of them, but it's completely up to you. Helen replied, Dear Georgie, it's true that for most of my life I did not eat much during the day. Mostly this was because I felt so guilty after binges, but also because I was kind of disgusted by food the next day. Always by the late evening, though, the hunger would return and then another binge. Really, since the pandemic began, I've been eating more and eating regular meals throughout the day, and I am much happier for it. So even though I'm still binging, I don't desire to not eat the next day. I still have a healthy breakfast and lunch. And as you guess, I have gained some weight, but it hasn't been all that much. Also, I'm just not very weight conscious anymore. I have pretty good genes in this department, and so even with all this abusive eating, my weight has stayed mostly down. To your other point, it really does seem hard to not think about tomorrow. It goes against every grain of my personality. I've never been very good at being, quote, in the present. I'm always thinking about the next day, the next step. But I tried this last night, and I did feel it having an effect on me, just pushing out any thoughts about tomorrow. It was actually calming. And something else? I did not binge the last two nights. Not since I emailed you. I had just finished listening to your podcast episode, The World Has Changed, when I sent you that first email. This is my favorite episode. I listen to it over and over. It always makes me cry, really deep down tears. Maybe I'm almost scared to give up binge eating. I can't tell. It's been with me for so long. But it's a very depressing way to live. I have lost so many hours to a kind of food coma. I'd like to see life on the other side of this. Helen. I am still so touched reading Helen's email. And if one of the episodes of this show has really resonated with you, and even brought up some tears, that's an okay thing. And it's what I'm actually glad to hear. This is an emotional topic for everyone involved. And not just people who currently struggle with disordered eating, but for people like me who have been through the lowest lows and come out the other side. And I want to stand and just shout into the dark forest because I know there's people in there still trying to get out. So when doubts come up in your mind that this is all there is for you, you'll never get free of it, you're not cut out for this, I want to remind Helen and you and everybody else still fighting, there is another side. Just keep moving forward. You're not alone in there. I'll see you in the next episode. I'm Georgie Fear, and you can always reach me at georgiefear at gmail.com. Thank you.